Hello and welcome back to Typecast. Today we're talking about the one, the only, Joker, released in 2019. As always, I'm joined by the boys, Louis. Because this is Baby Keep, get no sympathy for these hoes. I'ma fuck your sister and she want me cause I'm violent. Had it in the room and she wasn't being silent. You done yet? Dylan? I didn't say nothing. <laughs> Yo, what's up? <laughs> and Callum. Hi, Diddly Ho, podcast Shut the arena. fuck up! Uh, boo. Hey, I gotta, get that, I gotta get that white middle-aged demographic we're shooting for. You gotta get gotta your gotta get gods it, on the bot. The fact that this <laughs> recording fucked up the first time and then you hit us with the same shit. Come on, bro. At least Louis changed <laughs> up the song. I right. said, I, said, said like, I was singing a relationship song and then I'm just saying, I'm fucking just saying she want me because I'm violent. My gosh. <laughs> right. So anyway, Callum's cancelled. Yes. But I think this episode is going to be good because obviously I chose the film and Boom. I'm better than all of you, man, as we know. One so, You know, light skin power. But um, <laughs> yeah, Joker. <laughs> the... Highly controversial reverse circle jerked film in 2020. Yeah. I hadn't I haven't watched it since it was first in cinemas, but like Ooh. way back when. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I've listened to the score like a lot. No, I, I'm not going to say every day, but like a lot more than I'd listen to any other score because it fucking bangs. Yeah. Like I've never. I don't think there's been a more deserving Oscar winning like Oscar winner. Than my girl Hilda for this, Hilda. this score because is that even who made without it? Hilda, yeah, yeah, I, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce her second name because this Icelandic and long thing. Okay, nah, okay. it's not happening. <laughs> Google it after this, but it's mad. But um, yeah. yeah, man, it's so good. Like even without watching the film, just listening to the score, it gets you. Yeah. It gets you amped. I don't know what it is, but it's that just you feel like the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. Want to know how I got these scores? Society, that's how I got them scores. Society. There we go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's get Morgan. into it. Um, by the way, by the yeah. way, I, have a, I, I had a few beers when I was cooking dinner today, so. That's fair. That's fair. I can tell. Um, so, <laughs> so, Morgan, yeah, I, I agree with that. It's, I was watching it again today, again, like you, for the first time in, what, a year? Since it came not, out? No, 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 no. When did it come out, huh? It came out in October. 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 Yeah. Okay, it feels like about a year ago. Like anyway, months. right. First time I'm watching it in about eight months. And the score is one of the main things that stands out in the movie, definitely. Just like the score, just all the music, I don't know. Very good. Kind of keeps I, you gripped, you know? I want to go directly to Louis. Please. Because I know Louis yeah, has the hot takes. Dude, it's, really hot hot oh, it's not anymore. even me this time. You men just love a. Oh, go Listen, off, Louis. Okay. Come on, you Louis. Chat your on. one. Chat your one. You men saying all of this about the score. Yeah. yeah. I only like the last score, the bit where he's on the police car. That's the only bit of the score I liked. Other than that, it was just music to me. Just it didn't heighten the scenes for me. It was just okay. Here's intense music. His but the music intent- at the end was his character theme. That's like a theme that progresses throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Them, them drums weren't in the whole film. <laughs> no, but that, that's the only bit that I liked. Like, um, okay. So, bit of context for the man them listening that don't know this. Morgan shot, sent shots at me yesterday about it. So this is, this is the third time I've watched this movie since it came out. Yeah? Okay. 
Yeah. The, f- the first time I watched it, I put up on my Instagram story, good movie. <laughs> good, good oh movie. God. Six out of ten. Bro, right. I'm still here. The, the up, most controversial up. line you've ever said. Bro, you... <laughs> Saying Trump built right. the wall was controversial. No, this shit. Nah, nah, nah. Made everyone <laughs> shit their pants. Good six <laughs> out of ten is worse than build the wall. The thing but is, my on. beef, my beef of it isn't even the fact that you think Joker's six out of ten. My beef is that the fact that you think a six out of ten is good. Oh my god! No, 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 backing Louis. He's good. It's a good exactly, exactly. Morgan, you're alone on this. No, no. If someone came up to you. And was like, I bruv, I just watched this movie, right? It's actually quite good. You should watch it. And you're like, is it good? Right, what was, would you rate it? I and man says six out of good. ten. You're not gonna watch it six good. out of ten. I said it was good. Okay. I didn't say it was special. I said it was My good. Gosh. I didn't say this yeah. film is very good. It's amazing. It had me good. I said this film is All good. Right, but if someone if someone says you should watch this movie, bruv, it's a six out of ten. I'm not gonna watch the fucking movie. That's not a good score. We're not arguing that. Basically, what we're saying is, if we're going by the ranking of six, because Louis, as he said, he doesn't think it's special. He just says he enjoys it. The way I see it, so an average of five <laughs> out of ten, an average of five out of ten means it's average. It means it probably had like no effect on you whatsoever that way or the other. Yeah. Six, so you're jumping one forward that way, obviously means that you think it's good, because otherwise six it would is, be a five. No, 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 no. Six is above oh. average, and then a seven <laughs> is good. Right? You look a weenie. You look, Morgan, you're such a weenie, bro. Listen. Honestly, man. <laughs> Listen. Morgan is a big weenie. Weenie's <laughs> not junior. Let's have a weenie roast. Senior. Senior. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Bring it back to Joker. Bring it back to Joker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. All right, so the first time I... It was like good six out of ten. I shit you not. Within twenty seconds, two people already who already responded to my story <laughs> saying, "What? That's harsh. This film is amazing." Uh, de, 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 de. Like yeah. <laughs> so, so the thing is, yeah, this film. Like, let me just say this. Yesterday, when I watched it and I put it on Letterbox, I initially I gave it a three stars. Yesterday, I gave it a two and a half star. Yeah, that's and like I guess, two and a half. I guess the reason I gave it that was because I was fucking bored. I was Ooh. bored yesterday. I was so bored. But that's I don't want to say that's the film's fault. I could say that's my fault because then I watched it again when it was this in, in the cinemas. So people would stop yelling at me in case I changed my opinion. But guess what? I didn't change my opinion. It was exactly the same. This film just, I can, I guess I could appreciate it at first. Now I don't right. because everyone throws dirty diapers at me whenever I talk about it because apparently <laughs> I'm wrong. It doesn't make sense, but you know, whatever. Can I just interject here, right? Louis, I think I am inclined to to kind of side with you a little bit here. Is it? Because I changed my score on Letterboxd. I had four and a half stars, right? And it has gone down and I'm still debating if it's a four or a three and a half for me. Because the first... I'm going to say the first half of the movie... Is good. It's boring. a good movie. Somebody it's old. a good movie, is but it, it is boring. That the third time you watched it, the second time you watched it, I agree. I the, think the second half of the movie is a lot better than the first. Not to say that the first is bad, but yeah. I think the, the second half bangs. The second half is brilliant. The final, it's amazing. The final, the final twenty minutes of the film are amazing. I'll yeah, say that much. absolutely the fantastic. The film incredible. From the hair scene. Maybe not from, the 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 scene, the final final scene in the psych ward. I don't really care for that, but yeah, the, 
the the chat show bit, the bit where he's on top of the police car, the, the right, bit where he's yeah. running scissors. The scissors. Bro, yeah, that was when I first watched from, it, that was the scene that was like, yo. Yeah. So from that point onwards, the movie for me was absolutely phenomenal, five out of five. But everything before that, you're kind of just you're waiting for it to build up. Obviously, it is building up. It's kind of showing his slow descent into into the Joker, I suppose. But yeah. it uh, I don't know, man. After watching it again, I want to side with Louie a bit more here. Callum? Gangway! So, so, from, <laughs> so for me, the way I sit... So I have watched, I've also watched this film three times. Uh, one time in the cinema and then twice because I got it on DVD. So I watched it once, once I, the DVD arrived and then yesterday to do this review. And I must say, I'm not saying my opinion of it because... So Dylan and me saw this together. I'm not saying your opinion of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Right. So, so me and Dylan saw this together. So Dylan will yeah. know outright because he was there at the time that I thought this movie was fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying my opinion has done a complete 180. However, I will say after some of the discussions me and Louis in particular have had sort of face-to-face about the film and some of the themes it represents and how it goes Gang about work. it and also how it, how it goes on repeated rewatches has slightly notched it down in my opinion. Not say I don't love this movie. I still think it's a really, really good film. But it's yeah. it's not where it's not where it was the minute I walked out of the cinema. And I think a key point about that, I know not a lot of people talk about the scene and you don't see it as like a key point, but I know it, it was a bit in particular. So it's the bit where uh he goes to uh Thomas Wayne's house. Yeah. Yeah. And he start and he starts talking to Bruce. And of course, um that's you know, future bat, future that Batman. We all know that. Shit. Can we stop just hiring child actors? They're all so terrible. He's Bro, so bad. 100%. He's so 100%. bad. That, that Batman pissed me off. Like, yeah, I get it. We don't need to see Batman. We know it's a Batman-related film because it's Joker. The film is called Joker. We don't need to see Batman. Like all those bits felt really forced. But also, that kid was just bad. Sorry, Callum, gone. <laughs> so. Dylan will remember this because uh, when we watched this, we were sitting next to each other. Uh, when we both sort of clocked that it was that this kid was Bruce Wayne, future Batman, we both sort of were just like, like you see, like you seeing this, you seeing this, and I feel like even though that's not an important scene, you know, a lot of not a lot of people talk about, it, not like the last scene or the scissor scene. Personally, yeah. for me, it's one of those scenes where it was like a no, it doesn't shoot you in the face with what it's supposed to be. You work it out in your mind if you know these characters if you know the the origin Mm. story and then looking back on it when i've watched it now it the scene is just sort of there so so for me i think a lot of it has come from the fact that that scene a scene that initially when i watched it had got such a reaction out of me now just sort of exists upon rewatches so that sort of influenced um where my opinion's at now hector i have sort of an alternate view on that because i remember I'd just like to clarify that I loved this film when I first watched it. I gave it four and a half stars. And that review yeah. is still standing after I watched it today. So I'm probably going to come off as a massive like Joker fanboy in this podcast series. You, yeah. All of you disagree. But alas, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I disagree with that because the first time I watched the film in cinemas, that was one of the things I wrote in my review is that the, all of the Batman stuff felt a bit forced. And yeah. it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't gel like well with a lot of the other the rest of the film but watching it again 
there's been lots of rumors and things like Hawking Phoenix has personally come out and said that he's interested in doing a sequel to the movie. Um, Joaquin. Like Joaquin Phoenix wants Joaquin. to do like a sequel to the movie. Um, Todd Phillips may be down for it and there may be a script in the works. And basically there's just a bunch of signs leading towards them making a sequel to the Joker. And if you watch this film now as sort of a prequel to something that could be coming later, those scenes work so much better because it sets up this sort of dynamic between um, yeah. Arthur Fleck's Joker and Batman, especially because they left his parentage sort of ambiguous. So he could be yeah. brothers with Batman. And that's just like, it's just, it, it, I really like it. It feeds into the whole, like the Batman got exists about the Joker and they're like, they may be brothers and it's like, oh, but the scenes uh. do work so much better on this rewatch for me than I watched it the first time. I have to disagree in a sense. Because the one thing that got me hyped about Joker before I saw it, you know, because like we basically going into it, we knew what it was about. We know that it's not your typical movie. Like I think every time people were staying behind for the credits because they thought there was going to be a post-credit scene because it's a superhero movie. I'm doing air quotes here. Um, I was looking at them just like, have you not watched the trailers? This clearly is something different. And for me, that's why... I find it a little bit frustrating because I thought it would be nice to have this sort of thing in its own isolated world. But if it's just going to be a set up to another movie, because let's face it, nowadays movies, especially in the superheroes on there, just can't be movies. They have to yeah. either be leading up to something or part of something. And honestly, it's getting quite tiring. If you told me that we are mm. just, even though those scenes with, um, with Bruce Wayne might be a little bit clunky because they don't get followed up on. If you told me, that Joker is just going to be its own isolated thing in the little bubble. I would absolutely yeah. love that. I think literally just without wanting to be that guy that's just like, you've ruined this, you know, just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Uh, let no, it be. I agree. I agree. I feel like, I feel like with, with something like the Joker, right? Everyone knows the Joker. Everyone knows what the Joker is capable of, right? We know mm. that he's this big criminal mastermind who fights Batman, blah, 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 in this big superhero-filled world, right? Now, this movie had absolutely none of that. Absolutely mm. nothing to do with superhero. It feels like just a crime, drama, thriller thing. And him being the Joker shouldn't, like, just because he's the Joker in this doesn't mean he's got to be the comic book Joker with the Batman. Do you know what I mean? He can, yeah. I feel like he can exist without having to have Batman there. Oh, I get you. You know? I get you now. Yeah, that's that's my little irk uh, with them throwing in that little shit. I wouldn't be against a sequel, but I thought the whole point of this was to be a standalone and that's it. And then Todd Phillips can go back to making comedies I watch you know, when I'm high. I take it back. I take it back. I want them to make the sequel and then have Joker kill that uh, Bruce Wayne. There we See, go. Can, we just, I, can we just get a five minute short sequel of him kicking that kid's face? <laughs> Yeah, agreed. Just agreed. stomping him out like the trash after he gets fired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go. That's what I all want. you've got is all you've got is um, Superman and Aquaman holding the fold, and they're just like, "I wish we had a bat guy here to help us." Shame we <laughs> If they are going to make a sequel, I want Willem Dafoe to be in it, just because I like Willem Dafoe. I mean, I want Willem Dafoe to be in everything. So yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think Willem Dafoe would make a very good Joker. But I wish Willem oh, Dafoe 100%. just. Throughout all of the movies, even if it doesn't make sense, Willem Dafoe should just play his character in the lighthouse and just be there. <laughs> yeah, I would really love that. 
I mean, no spoilers for Lighthouse. I ain't seen it yet. But anyway, anyway, back to Joker. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like I'm sort of in the middle with that because while I do agree that Joker is so much better as sort of like its own standalone, just singular piece of art, and I am a bit tired with the whole continual stories with yeah. uh, that was birthed by sort of the MCU and things like that. I also think, on top of that, while I, like I said, I would prefer it to just be a standalone thing, I also think that it sets up potential for a sequel way better than a lot of the other superhero films that I've seen before. Because while, if you didn't have the knowledge that there was going to be a sequel, it still works well as a standalone film as it is. Like, yeah. they could never make a sequel. There's nothing been confirmed yet, so it could still just be this standalone thing. Like, Hawking yeah. Phoenix, in all of his years of acting, has never ever made a sequel before in his life. So really? it's not like a no. So he started acting when he was eight, and he's never been in a sequel. Shut up. So yeah, uh, like there's there's no guarantee that there will be a sequel to this, but I feel like it does toe the line really well between being its own thing and also just opening the door to more. You know? Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I feel like also we're going to move along a bit here. I feel like one of the main things people say is that this movie is only good because of. Uh, Hawking Phoenix. Sorry, Hawking Phoenix's performance, and I so strongly disagree with that. Oh, okay. He carries the film. I actually disagree. Phoenix is one of the best. What do you mean you disagree? Hawking Phoenix is one of the best. Okay, go on. What I mean is, I disagree in the sense that this film is only good because of him. Hawking Phoenix's performance in this is friggin' amazing. Agreed. But I feel like I, mean, I feel like say I feel like saying he's the only reason this movie is good implies that there's not a good supporting cast, which I completely disagree with because I think Zazie Beetz is good in the role that she does, and De Niro is great as well. Okay, De Niro's not good in this. Let's not. No, he he. I like him. De Niro. De Niro's cool. I I like De Niro, but he. I just don't look at him and think, okay, well done, De Niro. Well I quite liked. Film. I mean, he had a small role, all things considered, in the role of. Um, yeah. Murray Franklin, but I feel like it was interesting to see him in a role outside of, you know, in more dramatic roles that he's been in, to see him outside of the sort of yeah. Martin Scorsese, sort of taxi driver-esque bad guy type. This oh, is a Martin Scorsese-inspired rip-off film. How can you... I know, but it may, it, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of done with the Robert De Niro typecasting. I liked him. I liked yeah. seeing him in a less sort of anti-hero-esque role. Oh, so you mean like Meet the Fockers? I mean, I don't care if you about his comedy. Why you got to bring up that track? But anyway, back to my original point. I feel like yeah. it's such a discredit to the movie to say that it's uh, just carried by Hawking Phoenix. Because while I will agree that some of the writing in the first half is a bit weak and is carried by um, Hawking Phoenix's performance. Who is Hawking? Who is Hawking? Hawking, one more time. I will break sorry, lockdown sorry, and hit you. Sorry. Joaquin. All right, how do you say it then? There we go. Joaquin. Joaquin, fine. Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. I feel like it's such <laughs> a discredit. Go. He does carry some of the, the more heavy-handed writing in the first half, especially in the, um, his first therapy scene. Yeah. But other than that, I mm. feel like the film is so much better when it comes to subtlety and nuance it's not the most nuanced film out there obviously but i feel like th not every film needs to be lathered with um like uh vagueness and ambiguity and everything's up to audience interpretation sure there is some of that in here in this film sort of yeah. like with his parentage and whether or not he killed zazie beats his character 
and all things like that. There's a lot of ambiguity in the film, but I feel like not everything needs to be covered in that. And like I said, back to the performance, I'm getting tracked yeah. off here. The cinematography <laughs> is amazing. And I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of films recently where the cinematography does not bang, but I really like the cinematography, especially the color in this film. The color in this film is great. The score we've already talked about bangs. The supporting cast: Zazie Beetz, Robert De Niro, Brian Terry Henry, my boy, all bang. I feel like it's such such the uh, the costume design, the production design is all really really good. The visual effects, which aren't much apart from that one scene where he smashes the window, <laughs> is all. Good. I feel like just by saying, oh, it's just Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix's there we go. Like, show. I feel like it's just such a disservice to a movie that is on all levels. Even if you don't like the movie, you have to agree that on all levels, this movie is decent. Yeah, I, I, I can but agree I disagree, that. I mean, but I can see your point. Like, listen, Joaquin Phoenix was amazing in this movie. It's Joaquin Phoenix. In a, on a technical ability, he's probably top three in Hollywood on a just technical acting ability. Yeah. But... Most of my enjoyment from this film came out of fucking Joaquin Phoenix and nothing else. I didn't like any of the writing in this movie. Fucking, listen, this is the first movie, Morgan, you best be happy. This is the first movie that we've done on the podcast that I've made notes for. There we go. Damn. This is, I didn't make notes for this, actually. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you already know what you're saying. You're already beating your dick yeah. talking about it. So. I'm yeah. out here, bro. My dick is out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one of my pills was obviously just Joaquin. Like, that man will make any film better because he's just amazing. Yeah, he's, he's a bit of a weirdo and he's a dodgy person, but he's an incredible actor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another pro I put was Zazie Beats' his face because she is gorgeous, bro. Like, <laughs> she is gorgeous. It's Straight like, yeah. Um, Fair. Like, but the only other pros I have are related to, like, other performances. I thought the younger cop was great for, like, what, the five minutes he was in? The... Oh, I forget their names, but the younger oh, the detectives. One, that, yeah, the younger detective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good, and then obviously Brian Tyree Henry. Must I love boy. seeing that man in anything. I can't wait for him to really? get his best supporting actor nomination. He's the clerk at the um, Arkham State Hospital, who he steals the file from. Okay, I've oh, never seen him. In oh my yeah, life. that guy was good. I liked him. He's he's awesome. He's um, great in yeah, everything like, he's in. Moving back to just, I just don't get like the final 20 minutes of this film are excellent. I've said that, but like, apart from that, just I feel like if Working Phoenix wasn't as good as he was, I would have turned this off. Like, when I was well, obviously, I wouldn't have turned it off because I'm watching it for this, but I just don't think, like, yeah, Working Phoenix, like, I, I will probably agree with that a bit more. If the first half of the movie, if he wasn't as good as he was, it would have been, I would have been bored shitless. Agreed. If he didn't put in that fucking shift, because if I'm being honest, the rest of the characters, to me personally, not memorable. I don't Are you really... telling you don't remember Zazie Beats? No. Put some respect on her. Zazie Mo fucking nah. Beats. Come on now. Nah. Irrelevant. German but if he wasn't if he wasn't as good as he was, I I would not have enjoyed the movie as much as I did, to be honest. I mean, fair, it's like it's like a double-edged sword, because while I feel like um, this film is not only like the Joaquin Phoenix show. Yeah, I also feel like this movie wouldn't have been nearly as enjoyable with a different actor or a lower caliber of actor in it that wasn't Joaquin. Mm. So it's like I don't know. It's it's, it's a double edged sword. It's easy. It's fair. I'll do that shit fair. right now. Callum, you've been a bit you've been a bit quiet, my guy. 
Yeah. Uh, so I said earlier that there were certain things about this film that now bother me a little bit after my chats about it with Louis. And I want to get into that now. Well, Beth? before you do yes. that, I just want to say, even though this is an Oscar-winning performance, it's not an Oscar-winning performance out of all the nominees because we all know that Adam Driver should have won the Oscar for Marriage Story by Noah Baumbach that came in 2019. That was the best performance of that year, and nobody can tell me otherwise. Incorrect. Okay, Adam Driver deserves an Oscar, and he deserved an Oscar for Marriage Story, but in any other year that wasn't with no. Phoenix's no. Joker, I agree. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no. But okay. Right. Callum, go on. Yeah, so it was something that I never really considered until Louis brought it up. And it and it is the themes of mental health in Real this talk? film. I can't remember what I spoke to you about in this film. Like I can't remember, so <laughs> shit well, might come was... back to me. I can't remember the points I made on our first conversation on this film. Well the general well the general consensus was like sort of amplified by my second viewing of it where it's just not and this isn't in his performance this is in the writing again back to the writing it's in his performance of someone who is clearly not mentally well and i just think it mm, it glamorizes mental health a tiny bit and i don't like that how so? how does it glamorize it yeah 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 how does it glamorize uh i don't i'm not glamorized uh, sort of sensationalizes you know that's the same thing okay so like kind of yeah are you saying like kind of like makes it almost like a, a bigger thing, like a performance almost? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I just say, like I said, this is down to the writing more than anything okay. else. And I, I just I just don't know. It just doesn't sit doesn't well. Doesn't sit well with you. No, uh, there are some parts that they sort of take advantage of this, like when he gets shown on the on the Murray Franklin show. Yeah. Which I think is a good sort of I think is sort of a good idea of how people on the outside are just like let's laugh at this guy and then obviously um Arthur gets his come Arthur Arthur gives him his, his comeuppance. Yeah. But see, I saw that less as a comment on mental mental illness itself and more of a comment on how society society, yeah. but how <laughs> our communities view, how our communities <laughs> view mental illness, because it's like yeah. a big theme of the movie is like the budget cuts thing get cut to yeah. like, health services mm-hmm. and even like you said when the clip gets shown on the on uh, the Murray Flankin show everyone's laughing at it because it's like the 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 thing the heavy-handed point that the movie is trying to say is that mental illness isn't taken seriously yeah. until shit hits the fan if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. But I feel Agreed. I feel like I feel like some of that like I said obviously it's it's the it's the character of Joker so you can't Change for the purposes of that, but I feel like if you are going to really hit that home, it's not exactly great to be in like, hey, this guy has a lot of mental health issues. This has happened. This has happened. Oh yeah, he's a murderer now. That's what's going to happen if you keep doing that. I don't know. I I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Unlike so, if we so like I said, I may be wrong. You guys may uh, disagree, but I feel I feel unlike when we t- took a look at the wrestler uh, last week and we talked yeah. about how. That was more a character study of this individual person as opposed to his profession in as a whole. I feel like it does. Yeah. I feel like Joker does the opposite, where it's just like where it's just like this is what happens to all of people. You know, they go crazy. That's fair. Disagree with that, but I see where you're coming from. I can see where you'd get that from. Yeah. So fair enough. Fair enough. Don't think this film says anything on a social or political level. And I feel like it meant to. 
that's kind of one of my big problems. All of the messages that this film, I feel, tries to come across just doesn't hit me. The only, like, mental health, the only bit I could really relate to with that is how them fucking companies shag you. As someone that's been on medication and has had to chase up fucking health companies, my antidepressants, like, I just, that's the only bit in kind of all of the commentary it made. I just feel like it doesn't say anything. So yeah. Another point on my uh, my Joker apologist rants is um, a lot of the a lot of the criticism that I see online, especially on Letterbox about this on about Joker, is that people on Letterbox hate this movie. Yeah, it's mad. But <laughs> a lot of people say it's like it's quote fake deep and it's not as deep as it thinks it wants to be. And I don't think that it's trying to be like the deepest movie ever a lot of its points are very you know like simple and surface level like mental health services are not getting enough funding um yeah mental health needs to be taken seriously um politicians need to be held accountable things like that yeah and those aren't things that need a lot of it's not trying to say like this is how you can fix it or this is why it's that all they're saying is this is bad what are you going to do about it so i feel like and it does those surface level sort of messages quite well and it doesn't need to be this deep dive into um like political yeah fair. like the, I think, the web i'm just I, yeah. so i get i get you and i i do agree with you but at the same time i just kind of i don't know what todd phillips and all of them are trying to say i don't know if they're trying to be deep that's why i'm confused i don't know if they're trying to say something okay. or if they're trying to say what you're so, saying that's why i'm confused Fair yeah, it's, fair. I, I I agree with you saying that it's it is on a surface level thing, and you feel like they're not trying to be that deep. However, I feel if you are gonna base a character's motivations around this, the cutting of the fu- the cutting of the funds, medication, and all that, you've got to at least in, invest something in it. If this is I one agree. of the various cruxes of your character that leads him to the arc he goes on. You've got to at yeah. least go a little further than surface level. I do agree. Yeah, if I, I, I do agree that this film is not, in a sense, is not trying to do more than it's supposed to, but I think it should have, it was supposed to, it should have done more. In my Yeah, opinion. I, I, I feel the same way. If you're going to make a character, like the whole you know thing about this character is that he has mental health issues and it's affecting him in X, X and X way. You should maybe go a little bit deeper into it instead of just scratching the surface. I kind of get that, but also, also, I'm I'm more inclined to go along with what Morgan said. Where the movie is just about this guy. There are simple messages. There's no. It's not like you know layers and layers of like you need to unravel and think about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. There's no like double meanings or anything. It's just, yeah. For face value, I suppose. Not every film has to have a message. And if they yeah, didn't 100%. try to, not if they didn't try yeah. to, then I interpreted wrong. And I'm sorry to Todd Phillips and the Joker team. But like I just feel like if you're gonna have a message, you need to make it good. Make otherwise it I'm just gonna sit there and be I, like, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's irritating well, yeah. to me because I feel like it's not a slight on the film itself, but the slights on the film have come from the way that Todd Phillips has sort of marketed his own film because a lot of the press yeah. run that I've you seen online. Is him like I didn't want to make a comic book film. This is a this is a character study. I don't like comic book films. I like I wasn't interested in that. Yeah. But I'm like, but I mean, 
I know you're saying that you use the Joker character to Trojan horse your way into a a more a deeper film, but I mean, like it, it's in the middle. It's not specifically a character study. It's not specifically a comic book movie. It's sort of in the middle there, and that's fine. Like I feel like if he just kept his mouth shut and was like, "This is this is what it is," I feel like people would have a lot less of an issue with this <laughs> film. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he he might try and be fake artsy. Like, like it is it is. I've seen him say that same thing of just like this was sort of his avenue into doing a character study. Was like, I don't want to do a comic book movie, but then at the same time, I'm just like, why do you use a comic book character? It it like being I don't want to yeah. do a superhero movie. I want to do a rom com, and then making the main character of your rom com like the penguin. You just don't get it. But I would watch that. Them. <laughs> But it has to be Danny DeVito's Penguin. It's that. It's just like it's a whole thing with movies. It's like the way that it's marketed to you can so drastically change yeah. how you feel about a movie once you go into watching it. And I feel yeah. like if you managed to watch Joker in a vacuum somehow and you knew nothing about the film, I feel like a lot of the criticisms that people have about the film now wouldn't arise to you. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same as like you know you see them literally every day. Those. Uh, those bullshit articles where it's just like this new Netflix movie has viewers too scared to sleep. You know, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of films that have had that sort of like thing before that, and I've just gone, well, that did not meet my expectations because of what you've said about it. Yeah, it's always it's always more difficult for you to enjoy a movie once your expectations have been raised. Although I will say that Joker is one of the few films last year that I went in with high expectations and they were met if not exceeded. I feel like I've I've watched so many films. I've gone in with expectations that were too high and then been disappointed. I mean, Suicide Squad, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, Best Joker. I stand, I stand Suicide Squad. I don't even care. Marketing is such... Uh, I mean, it needs to happen. It's like a necessary evil. But in that same case, it is an evil because, like... I try to limit myself as much as interested as I am in movies. I try to limit myself on how much I see of a movie that I want, that I know I'm going to watch anyway. Because yeah. oh, the whole 100%. point of marketing is to try and sell you to watch the movie. So if you already know you're going to go and watch the movie, yeah. you don't need to be watching all the trailers. You don't need to be catching because it just spoils it for you one way or the other. Either you get excited or yeah. you find out too much about the plot or anything. So it's just, yeah. Most of the major movies that I do want to watch aka all the marvel movies you know all of that kind of stuff i do not watch the trailers because inevitably it just ends up ruining it because you see all the big scenes you see all the you know costume design blah 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 kind of ruins it ruins the the spectacle a little bit like with blind spotting when we watched that i like i knew even though i didn't like the movie that much i knew literally nothing apart from the title of the movie when I watched it and I feel like it was such a more pure it was such a pure experience watching the film 100% than, like weighing for a movie watching all the material three months in advance and just getting hyped for it and spending 22 pounds on an IMAX ticket and oh my gosh <laughs> yeah what film are you talking about bro? Uh, cinema uh, tickets yeah. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I just realized <laughs> listen 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 one thing people need to stop doing with this film yeah is trying to look for a way relate to normal mental health. What well, no mental health issue is normal, but you know what I'm trying to say: your depression, your anxiety, yeah. your PTSD. This guy is clearly belongs in a psych ward. So if people are expecting a mental health commentary from this, you are absolutely wrong. This guy belongs in a psych ward, and you do not. 
you were just depressed and you bathe in snack wrappers like I do. Like, I don't watch this film thinking, okay, I'm going to get mental health relation, you know? No. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. yeah this I don't, is not a nuanced portrayal be, of mental no, health at all. it's not. Yeah, this guy Louis, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a slow clap right now because I completely agree. At the same time, I feel like it's not trying to be a nuanced portrayal of mental health. No, I, feel like I don't think so either, but yeah. I think it's just, I've seen it on Letterboxd and stuff and it's just, this is one of the times I'm going to defend this movie. So, cheers. Yeah. Because other than that, fuck this film, fuck Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix, this is not your best performance. And people that say it, it's not even top three, so get out of here. Even though it's amazing, get out of here. Um... <laughs> Lads, I'm going to ask the real questions now. All right. What is your favourite scenes? What is your favourite parts of the movies? Where he talked about society. I'm going to go last, so I'll just add right, in what you guys we'll missed. Callum. Oh my god. All right. Uh, (laughs) One thing I want to say just before we just before we do quickly uh, move on, I feel like people trying to relate to them. I feel like that's just a problem in general, especially with the character of the Joker. We all know those like couples who are like, oh, we're like Joker and Harley. And it's it's the same thing with people who think they're friggin' Deadpool. It's just it's it's just people nowadays. It was so annoying. The amount of people that came out of this fucking movie at the cinema was like I kind of feel like the Joker now. Fuck off. You're at my cinema. You're middle class as fuck. Piss off. Literally, man. I feel like it's just a very modern... I think it's just a modern thing because the world is shit right now. You want to be something you're not. And for some reason, a Joker and Deadpool are two characters people have somehow latched onto. Obviously, very different people. The people who latch on to Deadpool are really unfunny frat guys. But uh, So my favourite scene... Uh, I have to say, it is the it is the Murray Franklin show scene. That got spoiled for me before the first time I watched it, unfortunately. Really? So it didn't have that impact. Really? It was like the day before oh, I went wow. to see it, and I just saw it on my <laughs> Twitter feed. Uh, I didn't see, I didn't realize what it was before it was too late. <laughs> oh so, yeah, no! Yeah. So, you hate to see it. You fucking clown. I personally think it, it 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 builds very very well in its sort of like isolated vacuum from the shot of him in the makeup chair in the makeup chair to like Murray meeting him to when he's just like, Hey, when I go out there, can you introduce me as Joker? And he comes out and he does, you know, the introduction that we saw him do yeah. only a few minutes ago, but obviously shirtless and painting his face and out of his, out of his mind, we see him do the complete thing. And then, I mean, D- Dylan will know this because we both looked at each other when he, he pulls, he pulls the gun, which is one of the few scenes in the film that, shocked me every time because when i first watched it me and dylan literally looked at each other just like fucking hell yeah and it, and i it still was... have the exact same re- i still have the exact same reaction now i know it's coming but when yeah. literally when he says the line that precedes it and it just oh it just it gets me every time so yeah just from from the fact that it's still a scene that personally holds up for me and the way it builds and builds and uses Parts of the film we've seen before. That from so the Murray Franklin scene is my favorite scene of the movie. My favorite scene in the movie is when Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson start arguing with each other. Oh, okay. Not the story. Oh <laughs> 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 um, no! I say my favorite scene is probably um, the the part where I should have thought it should have ended instead of the psych ward scene when he's um, when the boom, the moment the police car gets crashed into. Yeah. 
and then he gets up. I think that bit is so good because all the goons pull up in front of the fire and they're, they're all trying like some monkeys and they're like, and then the score comes in and that's the, that part of the score is incredible. Like I, that's the only part I really enjoyed in the score, but I think it's incredible and the fire and then he gets up and he paints his face with his blood and he starts dancing. I thought that bit was hard. The score's fucking swelling. It's all mad. Mm. All mm. mad, yeah. That bit's The shaky hard. shot through the smoke. Oh, it's pain. It's pain. That bit's hard. So, I mean, obviously what you guys both said, I agree with those do a great scene. But obviously, I'm, I'm just going to go for the scissor scene. That scene is yeah. just, it's so fucking brutal, no matter how many times you watch it. he The way he, like, the whole slamming his head against the wall is just so fucking brutal. I hated it. It's hard to watch. But it's just... It, I feel like it just shows just like the, the whole brutal nature of him and kind of what he's devolved into, you know? I feel that like whole the, scene. the whole scene is great, but there's one moment just before that when he's got I, his hands on the wall, his head's down and he slowly raises his head up and there's just a little glint in his eye. You just see like his eyes are almost like black. Yeah. And just with the white face. But oh, even when I saw that for the first time, instantly mm. iconic it was just oh i feel like at that moment he was like damn all right this is this yeah. is joker but also the part where the dwarf dude can't reach the lock i that felt that in my horrible. heart that i horrible. felt that yeah dylan you would feel that <laughs> yeah. oh are you calling me short <laughs> no uh, i called dylan short yeah, I, I called myself short to be fair but I yeah hate <laughs> representation in film though. come on now. honestly i need Listen. something here that guy's actually taller than dylan I I listen, listen. <laughs> listen, that bit is no, that bit is awful. Like that bit is genuinely not funny at all. That bit is I hate it. That it's bit. not supposed to be funny. It's I just thought it was supposed quite to funny. Be it's supposed to it be was funny. funny. It, it was funny, funny, but also it just it's adds to the tension. It just funny. of course it it's supposed to be funny. Okay, so okay. disturbing. It's supposed to be funny, but it also adds to the te- like the whole tense scene. Cause like, is Joker just gonna fucking yeet him? Or is he actually gonna, you know? But yeah, and also the fact that he let him go as well. I feel like it would have been fucked exactly. up if he killed him after that. Yeah, and the yeah, fact yeah. that he let him go. Yeah, I that, like that. That that small actor was kind of terrible. That character was just bad. I, f- I mean, I, I I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent. Yeah, such a small role. Yeah. Boy, no, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was purpose. The guy gets stabbed. The fat guy gets stabbed in front of the little guy, and the little guy goes, Why would you do that, Arthur? Why? Shut up. <laughs> that the hate was in your voice, bro. Uh, Morgan, what about you, bro? Well, anything to add? Oh, fucking hell. Well, well, well. Okay. Let me just let me get the dick out, both balls. Okay. Here yep, we go. Yep, yep. I do agree with Lou. I feel like my, my ultimately my favorite scene in the movie is the final scene when he's in the police car and the police car crashes and he's around the rioters. That is like an instant iconic scene for me. It was just with yeah. the, the score swelling and the camera work, the cinematography, everything. Mwah. Mucho gusto. Mm. But mm. Um, other scenes for me that slapped. Um, underrated scene is the first um, interaction with his therapist. The writing is a bit poor in it, but the way when he finally looks up 
and there's like a glint in his just like a really small eye light in his lie yeah which just gives you that it just makes you so uneasy which i feel like i really liked the mm. whole scene on the train when he kills the three wall street guys oh my god that whole scene up to the point with the uh the infamous dancing in the bathroom scene which was you know um improvised and blah blah, blah. that whole sequence was sick with the, the um yeah, the flickering lights and the way like the lights go dark and then they're up and he's smiling on the floor and they die and he like hunt he goes from like being hunted to like hunting them down. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. obviously the bathroom scene is instantly iconic and that poster is banging. Um, what else? I really liked when he's um, in the first scene at his job after he gets jumped and his boss calls yeah. him in. And his boss is like basically chewing him out and he's zoning out and you stop hearing the boss and just start yeah. hearing this, this like sound and Hawking Phoenix's performance in that. It was just like a, a push in on him for like a minute, but it is so brilliant. It puts you, it makes you so uneasy. And that's like one of the first scenes in the film as well. When it yeah. just, oh, it's so, there's just so many like instantly iconic scenes and shots in this movie for me. It's just, I really, really like it. I can tell. But I feel like definitely my favorite scene is the ending on when he's on the police car because it's course. just oh, slaps, slaps again, iconic. We've already kind of been over our our ratings, haven't we? We'll go again. Well, we'll go again. Them. We'll tie it. I, up. Mean, I mean, we we'll haven't actually given a number. I haven't. Right, I think we will have. But all right, Dylan. So originally, when I watched it, it was a four point five. I out of ten. Out of ten. Out of ten. Out of ten. Fine. I gave it a nine, right? Nine out of ten, right? This time, I'm going to go for an eight. I still enjoy that last half of the movie for me is unbelievable. Unbelievable. But just getting up to it, just a little bit boring. Not boring, but could be better. So, yeah, eight out of ten for me. Fair enough. Callum? So, I said at the top of the podcast about how, obviously, I have had... My opinion has gone slightly down, not a complete 180 on this film, but to put it into perspective, much like Dylan, if you'd asked me, Cal, what do you think of that film? The minute I left the cinema, I would have been like, nine out of 10, easy. But I think now, after watching it again, I'm going to give it an eight. Louis? Thank you. So uh, thank you, Louis. Put- All right, so I thought <laughs> that- <laughs> Go on, go on. Uh, 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 I'm not watching this movie again. <laughs> I've watched this movie three times in one year. That's enough. Okay. That's enough for any movie. That's any movie. True. Including her? Inc- okay. No. <laughs> um, big Hero 6, Mid 90s, her, and Big, all exempt from that statement. But, um, no, like, like, I did change my rating of it to a five out of 10 yesterday, but I think that's just because. I've watched this film too much and I, I know what happens. So I'm going to, I'm going to be nice and give it my original rating, which is a six. Six. Still not good, but calm. Whatever. Oh, fuck. You know, you know, you know, you know what, you know what, Louis, you don't have to listen to him. I don't, I know I don't. Exactly. Don't take his crap, bro. All right. Morgan, come <laughs> on, give it to us. So when I originally watched this film, as I said, it was a straight nine out of 10. And while I feel like this film isn't perfect, the sins it does have are cleansed 
by excellence in other roles, whether that be Hilda's score or Joaquin's performance or the cinematography or anything else I've listed throughout this podcast. So in the eight months that this movie has been out, my rating has not changed and I keep it as a solid nine out of ten. Big big balls, semen that tastes like egg. I'm, I'm really, I'm really settling into this role of film bro that my girlfriend keeps telling, saying I am because I like Joker and Pulp Fiction. But there you go. Film it's a bro. nine out of ten. Maybe Fair it's a enough. guilty pleasure considering everyone's anti-circle jerking it now. But I sta- no, stand by it. It's good. I, I like it. Anything it's guilty movie. about liking it? There are people that love this movie that think it's the best movie they've ever watched. Those people are wrong. But it's there's fine. no moonlight. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's no Manchester by the Sea. I shut up, man. But yeah, it's not it's not the deepest, but it's I like it. So that's all that that's all that matters. You man's opinions don't mind shit. So there we go. Welcome. I mean, thank you. Right, welcome, welcome, welcome back. I'm I'm delirious. Here we go. <laughs> thank you for listening. Wait, what's the next film? Hey, to this episode right. of Typecast, Dylan. Yeah. Your next week's episode. What are we watching? We are going to be watching, after a lot of deliberation, because I was thinking about this for a long time, we are watching the 2007 yes. movie, Superbad. There we go. Yes! yes! To be fair, that's also another movie that I could watch like seven times per year. And yeah, not, I have, it, I have it's never one of seen my this. Movies. I have never what? seen this movie. I've never seen it either. But I love Booksmart, and everyone says that Booksmart's the new super bad, so I'm ready for it. There we go. Yeah. There yeah. we go. You're welcome, right, well, boys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Typecast, everyone. Stay tuned for next Cheers, week. guys. Super bad. See ya. Bye bye. You want to know how I go? Awesome. Awesome.